Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Bora hey, Iconic Army. Bora hey. So this past week, we got to experience our first K-pop concert that wasn't BTS. Right. And it was so special and so amazing. We got to go see in Hypen in Fort Worth. And a couple things that made that even more special beyond the concert itself and in Hypen themselves, because they were incredible, mm-hmm. is that the first time we ever saw BTS was in Fort Worth. Right. So we were already super excited to have that, you know, kind of like dual meaning behind Fort Worth and concerts for us now. But on top of that, we got into our hotel at like three in the morning uh, after driving, after all leaving, you know, from work on Wednesday night. And so we didn't know our surroundings at all. But when we woke up and looked outside, what we saw right across the street from our hotel, right across the street, literally on the other side of the street was Fort Worth Convention Center, which was where we saw BTS for the first time time ever. ever. And that morning that we woke up was the morning of the Enhyping concert. And so we looked and we reflected, thinking about the lines. I mean, hundreds, like hundreds of people already wrapped up all around the building at 8 a.m. that time. This is time, the, the you Love know? Yourself concert. The Love Yourself. Not even the Speak Yourself tour yet. The, the Love Yourself, yourself tour. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, what was that? September. I'm going to say September 17th, 2018. Nah, it was like the very end of September. Yeah. Very end of September. Maybe even early October. Because yeah. that year of 2018, I had just graduated from school, gotten my first job, and then also went to go see BTS for the first time. And then weeks later, which was October 13th, is Mm -hmm. when I married Corey. Yeah. And I remember because that was Jimin's birthday. Right. So... It was, it was, there was a lot of parallels, but there was a lot of parallels. And so it was just sweet to have those parallels, like to be nostalgic and reminisce over like our amazing BTS moment there in Fort Worth, like literally right across the street from our hotel was phenomenal. It was so funny how we found that out though, because we were getting, we were walking to our car in the Mm -hmm. parking garage Mm -hmm. to be able to go to Dickie's arena to kind of scout out the Enhypen concert before it started. Right. And so it was like, early in the morning, like 9 a.m., and through the car, like the parking garage, we could see out. You know, right. There were like these just slots where you could see out. And I saw this very round-looking building, right. and I remember thinking or saying out loud, is that the Fort Worth Convention Center? Like, it right. looks so much like it. Right, and we had just been talking about, like, making sure to go drive past it yeah. for the nostalgia. Our car was literally facing it. Yeah. And 
since we had gotten in at three in the morning, of course we didn't see it at the time. And it's just so funny that when we made the reservations for this hotel, had no idea that the Fort Worth Convention Center was literally on the other side of the street, literally on the other side of the street. So I ended up going and getting Starbucks at the Starbucks that we had gotten Starbucks when we were at going to CBTS at the Fort Worth Convention Center. I walked around the space Mm -hmm. just to see like where we had kind of walked back behind where we shouldn't have where like bts maybe had entered right and like, and, like security staff were yelled. like get out of here they you were like get out of here what are you doing here and we're like shit we didn't know yeah uh seeing where all of the gates where we all had to line up before we entered seeing where we had to enter the line to go get our wristbands right. for our ga entrance just seeing where we like stood and sat for literally hours yeah. waiting for you know to get our wristbands or just waiting to go into the venue it was very nostalgic and it just took us back to four years ago the very Mm -hmm. first time we ever got to see bts it took us back to our beginnings with bts and the the feelings of love and just Mm -hmm. like all consuming just admiration we had for Mm -hmm. them at the time i mean we still do but like it's so different when you first get into it you're just like learning so much and your love for them is out of this world Mm -hmm. i mean it it still is today but something about when it first happens mm-hmm. it's like that puppy dog love right I know that's the cheesy to say phase. it's like a honeymoon phase right with them. and yeah. so, i mean so i just feel like realizing all of that really set us up to have like an amazing concert experience within hypen something else that i was just thinking about was before there was even a name for iconics we met up with like our first listener. Yeah. I don't know, Dakota, if you still listen, but Dakota reached out to us and let us know that she listens to the podcast way back then and that she was going to the same concert and wanted to meet up. And we got to meet her and hang out with her and we had a great friendship. And she actually visited us in Kansas City one time, um, Jordan and I, and we hung out with her and her husband. And Mm -hmm. that was back then. And then at this In Hypen concert, we got to meet up with one of our listeners with an iconic Sam again. And, and oh, yeah, see Sam. an iconic. Yeah. And so, you know, to like see an iconic in both places and to just know that like our people, like the people that we really love and connect with in our K-pop community, like were there with us too. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. On that note, welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. Yeah. So today we're going to hang out for about an hour and we are returning to the ship series yeah it has been so so long since oh we've done the ship so series long. it's february. been since february that is right so today we are talking about namgi yeah the ship namgi it's so funny because we both were like have we done the ship already mm-hmm. because we just talk about these two all the time mm-hmm. but the truth is is we've never actually in depth covered namgi right. so at the end of this episode we are going to get a little bit into the fact music awards as well so stay tuned mm. for that but really this episode we're going to talk about the friendship the flirtatious moments and really the the producing songwriter relationship right. that Namjoon and Yoongi have together. How, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Super excited to dive into that. But before we do, we do want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our episode documents, our monthly virtual Iconic Hangouts, or our super fun pre-recording sound checks where we just kind of chit chat and catch up talk about what's been on our mind or some exclusive content that you'll never hear on the podcast uh then please 
do that or consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts to get all of those things. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content or to continue supporting us bi-weekly. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here and for listening. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't know already, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Uh, The chances are pretty high that you or someone you know has lost a child to stillbirth, miscarriage, SIDS, or any other cause at any point during pregnancy or infancy. This month is all about raising awareness of the prevalence of pregnancy loss and infant death. Unfortunately, tens of thousands of families across the United States um, are devastated each year by the death of their baby. But the grief of these families and the value of their babies' lives are very rarely acknowledged. And there can be so much stigma around talking about infant loss or just child loss in general. So the Star Legacy Foundation, which is starlegacyfoundation.org, has numerous uh, information available about how to support bereaved parents with understanding as well as education on prevention efforts, which may lead to the reduction of these tragedies. So we really encourage you to go visit that website. There's just a wealth of information, not only in how to respond to a situation if someone you know is experiencing this, but also how to educate yourself and others into hopefully avoiding some of the things that can maybe cause these things. On October 15th, that is World Pregnancy and Infant Loss Day. So on that day, we're asking for your participation in the International Wave of Light, in which people all over the world will light a candle at 7 p.m. local time to honor the lives of babies gone too soon. I will definitely be participating in this, and if you would like to find some more educational information, some methods of support, or donate to the cause specifically, you could do that by donating at www.starlegacyfoundation.org. Yeah, thank you so much for supporting. I know that we both are kind of at the age where a lot of our friends and family are getting pregnant, mm-hmm. and we've we've seen the other side of this. You know, we haven't personally experienced it, but we, mm-hmm. you know, have people who are so close to us who have, and it's just really devastating and out of out of out of women's control really so I think this is just such a wonderful organization and awareness to really bring light to that and so that these women don't feel so alone or Mm -hmm. feel stigmatized or feel like they can't um, express what they're going through right you know without any kind of um, judgment yeah for sure thank you for your support on that this month and Mm -hmm. uh you know let's uh visit that website yeah definitely thanks guys Okay, let's go ahead and get into Namgi. So typically for the ship series, we will draw a couple names when we go and decide what ship we're going to do, mm-hmm. which we did do, right. but we've done all of the Taeyang ships and we're kind of getting down to the last few ships yeah. of the ship series. After this one, we only have five left. That's crazy Isn't that to me. fucking insane? Yeah, that is crazy to me. Our longest going series. Really? Yeah. yeah. One of our best. I feel like this has yeah. been one of our best series. I love, I love yeah. shipping, so. Yeah. Um, so when we were drawing, Kayla, you, I believe, drew Namjoon. I did. Of course I did. Yeah. Who else? You, I drew yeah. the sexy man Namjoon. Yeah. yeah. And then I drew Jin, and I was like, nope. We've, we've done already it. done Namjoon. We've right. done Namjoon. Right. And the second one I drew was Yoongi. And Hell then we yeah. had to think for a moment. We were like, wait, have we done Namgi? Right. Like, have we done that one? We had mm. to, like, double check. We had to go on, like, Apple Podcasts, make right. sure we haven't done it before. 
We haven't. No. We've just talked a lot about Namgi. Right. But never have done a ship series Officially. on them. So we are here today to talk about them finally. It's the day. Yes. So let's get into the overall history of Namgi. Namgi met on November 13th, 2010. Wow. So Yungi at the Golden Disc Awards, he ended up saying, we have seen everything about each other, the good and the bad. Mm. So... What's so special about this friendship is that they have a real deep personal bond because they have such a long history with one another. Yeah. You know, they were some of the very first members of BTS and they have known each other the longest out of everyone in the group. Mm-hmm. So this is the the longest ship. They share dreams together and they've been by each other's side supporting one another through the toughest of times and through the best of times, through all of their losses and all of their wins. Mm-hmm. So in this interview that I really want to talk about, that I think so strongly about Namgi from the early days, is the interview that they ended up doing with Be Free. Mm -hmm. If you are one of our $1 patrons in our doc, you can find the link to this interview. But this interview was one of those where it was super unpleasant. It's Mm. like really painful to watch. Right. It is just Namjoon and Yugi with a bunch of other like hip-hop underground hip-hop rappers in the industry and you think that they're there for their best interest but the interview the interview really takes a turn this interview happened shortly after their debut after bts debuted Mm -hmm. and be free decided to go off script and asked if bts was really hip-hop and he said that since both namjoon and yoongi were now idols that they really weren't hip-hop anymore He asked Namjoon specifically to define what idol is, and he asked them to describe the difference between rap versus hip-hop. It was, like, very degrading, very belittling the way that he was asking these questions. And he continues to tell Namjoon that idols are not musicians, but they're an industrialized notion. And even goes as far to say that wearing makeup on stage is gay or like a girl and that it misaligns with hip hop culture. I mean, it's painful. It's super painful. It makes every army want to like fucking throw hands, you know? But this is like their early stages of being BTS. And Namjoon, of course, is trying to stay as calm and collected. And he keeps saying like, I see both sides. I see both sides of this. I, I get it. Right. But he's the, really not trying to have a hostile interview environment. No, you know? but be free is just like really taking it mm-hmm. to that level. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like he's enraged almost, but right. he's asking these questions like, do you even know what hip hop is? How can you say you're a rapper? How can you know? And it's really directed at Namjoon because Namjoon being the leader of BTS is the one who's really speaking on behalf of the group. Mm-hmm. But even though Namjoon is staying so calm and collective and trying to see both sides. He says, I've written my own lyrics. And if you listen to our music, you see that like our lyrics are not about surface surface topics like right. clothing or appearance. Right. Our topics are about like social injustices and our topics are way more deeper than what a lot of K-pop culture talks about. Right. And you can see Namjoon struggling. He's he's struggling a little bit with it because these are just like really hot topic soup. Like you could say... Hardball questions. Yeah, like you could yeah. seriously say something wrong right. or be taken the wrong way so easily with these kinds of questions. And you can just see Yoongi 
reaching for the mic. Like he's like, let me talk, let he's me ready. talk, you know, yeah. like, and when I think of Namgi and like their old days and the support that they had with one another, I go back to this interview right. because they both were in the underground hip hop scene. Exactly. They both, you know, really know what it means to write your own lyrics and hustle Grind. and what it was like to go through, like having to sell your music for way less than what it was worth, right. you know, having a lot to say, but not being heard. And so for all of these questions to be directed at Namjoon, you see Yoongi be like, nah, give me the mic, right. pass the mic, pass let the me, mic. let me help you. And this is when Yoongi ends up saying like, we needed a bridge. Yes. Like maybe it goes against some of the hip hop beliefs. Maybe mm -hmm. it goes against some of the, you know, what the hip hop scene is about going into this more K-pop idol, idol life. Mm -hmm. But we needed a bridge because I wanted my voice to be heard. Right. I had things to say, right. important topics to talk about. Right. And I couldn't be heard, heard in the underground rap scene because right. just it's you so hard. You would have never gotten the recognition. Right. You yeah. would have never risen to this status if you would have stayed as an underground rapper selling his beats for, you know, 10 won. He literally said 10 won. Yeah. Yeah. Which like is a meal. Yeah. And a train ticket or something. Right. So like, yeah. Um, so this was the bridge. This was, this was the link that they needed for their voices to be heard. Right. Which I thought was such a smart way to go about it because I feel like when it comes to rap and hip hop, you're talking about your own experience. You're talking about um, meaningful experiences or social injustices. And they were able to do that through the means, mm -hmm. their medium was through K-pop. Right. Which gave them a wider audience right. to be heard. Right. And, um, you know, of course, Be Free doesn't latch onto this. He continues to question. He can, continues to be degrading in every way possible. Mm -hmm. But what I just really admire about this early stage of Namgi is you say that they both come from similar backgrounds and they both decided to go this route and they supported each other through it, Yeah, you know? And, like, Namjoon being the leader, he did such a fantastic job, but, like, he was just getting beat to the ground by these questions, and it was just so loving and supportive to see Yoongi be like, no, this mm. doesn't have to be all on you. Right. Let me let me say a couple things to take the pressure off of you. And right. I loved seeing them, like, team up and really stick to their own morals and like where they really like had similar beliefs defend their music right I, I love that they're defending their music here mutually like they made the choice to take this route and they knew that it was the right thing for them um that that is a really tough interview I feel like that's one of those like very early on things of BTS having to prove themselves mm -hmm. having to stake their claim show that they're really in it because they are musicians mm -hmm. and they're not just this like manufactured put together cookie cutter group like they're really there to say something right. um and Namjoon and Yoongi knew that from the beginning like mm -hmm. they were the ones who had something to say yeah yeah and even though that they were K-pop idols, it was, no, we come from this hip-hop background and right. we know what it means to write and produce your own music and the significance of what you have to say. Right. And who's to say we can't do that with K-pop? Exactly. So it's so, I mean, just bridging us into the next topic from mm -hmm. there is that eventually they did do that with K-pop. So that interview is back in 2013, like shortly after their debut and they a lot of pushback 
Right. A lot of pushback, culture resistant to them because there really hadn't been like rap and K-pop combined in one group, like vocalists and rappers and making that sound. Um, but in 2016, after, you know, three years, not including like trainee, but three years after debut of just hard work, they win Artist of the Year at the 2016 Mama Awards mm -hmm. um, for Blood, Sweat, and Tears and Wings. Yeah. Um, and it was an incredible moment for them. But what makes this moment so much more special is knowing their reaction, not just on stage, but behind the scenes, what they went and walked off stage and continued to react and talk about. So when they first got called that it was them, you know, before their name was called and they just have that kind of that suspenseful moment of all of them waiting specifically this time watching it, we were watching Yungi and Namjoon and both of them are just on pins and needles. Like they look beside themselves, you right. know, Namjoon is, he's might as well be chewing his entire fingernails off. And like Yungi almost has this face of like, just assuming it's not going to happen, mm -hmm. like just ready for it to not be them. And then when it is them, they cannot believe it. And they all stand up and hug and they go up to stage. And as they're on stage, like Namjoon before they even walk up, like immediately, he's already he, crying. He's already crying. Yeah. As they're hugging, he's already crying. Walking up on stage, Jungkook is crying. Jin is crying. I mean, just full tears streaming down their face. Yoongi's staying strong. You know, mm -hmm. Namjoon is delivering this whole speech and he's having to like choke back tears, you know, just to make sure that he can get through it and thank everyone he needs to thank, especially ARMY. And right at the end, he's talking about like this long journey that they've had and how hard they've worked and how they're just so grateful to have finally gotten this. And they didn't think at the beginning of their debut days that they would ever, ever get to this right at the end of his speech. And he's saying that Yungi breaks down. Right. I mean, he just oh covers his Sobs. whole face. He is sobbing. He is shaking so hard. He's crying than any other member crying harder than yeah. any other member on stage like jen was gracefully crying beautifully like he looked crying. beautiful yeah. while crying like in jungkook little baby like yeah he, he looks so cute crying right. you know you just want to hug him but yoongi was Yoongi's ugly crying sobbing he had i mean he hit his face and thank goodness j-hope was right next to him because he just took him right in hard Nam not to see the soap <laughs> right i mean it is but namjoon wrapping up his speech kind of like it gives yoongi a pat on the shoulder and the, oh you know rubs his back a little bit yeah and so just to see you Yungi break down like that like he was really trying to hold it together but that's how much it meant to him for him to show that level of emotion they won artist of the year artist of the year him and Namjoon had dreamed about that right so he goes and they walk backstage and he talks about that he's like he talks about how before the wings album was even released him and Namjoon sat together and bawled their eyes out thinking about their pre-debut days and thinking about how when it was just them they watched the 2011 and 2012 mama together and they wondered if they'd ever debut and if they'd ever win together right and like there they were you know four they years later it. five years later and they fucking made it they they really achieved their dreams together and what is mind-blowing to me is like it's not even after debut where they're like watching this together after they debuted right. thinking will we ever be there will right. we ever get there right. this is before they debuted thinking will we ever even debut. be a group right to be able to win right. this type of award right that's how far back they go right 
And that's they, how long they've been dreaming mm, together. Exactly. That's how long they've been dreaming together. And so like after this win and Yoongi's telling this to the camera, Namjoon's standing there like with tears in his eyes, just like soaking in everything Yoongi's saying too. And Yoongi's still crying through the story, still in disbelief. And then they embraced each other so hard. Like it was just so, such a, an amazing embrace to see like these two, like Very best strong of friends, figures. strong brothers, just we made it because right. in that moment, it really felt like our hard work got us here. Like knowing their role in BTS and what they contributed to their music from the beginning, you know, like they really had to feel like we have propelled our team to have reached this height here. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they are the backbones of BTS and what's so special about this behind the scenes moment is that you see them, reflect on the past and what it took for them to get here but all of bts are emotional about this experience and you mm -hmm. see jen there you see jungkook and Young, but for some reason in that moment you can only see namjoon and yoongi right and those are the only two members who fully embrace themselves yeah. because or each other because it's like we did it right i mean we all did of it. bts did it but mm -hmm. there's a special Yoongi and right. Namjoon moment of like you and I specifically really worked so damn hard. Right. We've dreamt about this moment way before even BTS became who became a, a group. Right. Right. On stage it was BTS's story, but backstage it was really that moment was really all about Yoongi and Namjoon yeah. and how hard they had worked. Right. Yeah. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawke, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. So I think that this was a quote from their subunit festa video from this past year for respect yeah for mm -hmm. respect um so in this we found this quote that just really struck us from namjoon where it's him and yoongi you know talking about their their work on respect and he says we're the hare and the tortoise we get things done so this made us question like which one is which and mm -hmm. immediately not only because of the way he said it but because of what we know about them um we were we see namjoon as the hare and yoongi as the tortoise because, I mean, just thinking about Namjoon at that Festa dinner, just burnt out. He's worked too hard and he needs rest. Mm -hmm. um, and then Yoongi at the Festa dinner with work stacked up, talking about everything yeah. he has to do. And he's like happily busy and steadily moving along. Um, and so we kind of felt that, you know, tortoise and the hare in that dynamic 
However, then in the video, um, when Namjoon says this, Yoongi replied that, quote, we work fast, Mm -hmm. implying that he can see himself as the hare. So Namjoon had responded with, we're both fast and slow, meaning that depending on the situation, they can both be the hare or the tortoise. And what they also say is that, like, they've been with Big Hit the longest and that they kind of take things in stride is right. what it made it sound like where Namjoon said, hey, we got to do this. Right. And Yugi be like, all right, we got to do it. And right. then they would just kind of go back and forth and that they got things done. Mm-hmm. Like they just had to do what was expected of them. Right. And they were able to just help each other through it and balance it enough mm-hmm. where one was able to help the other one out. And you can just see a lot of the teamwork that right. that went on between the two. Yeah, it seems like when one needed to take the rest as the hair that worked too hard and too fast, the tortoise was there keeping them steady moving so that the hair could rest and, and mm-hmm. vice versa. But they both uh, were fast and slow. Right, they, they both, both could do. counteract each other when it was needed. Right, yeah. And so I just love that concept of them and how they work together, especially just thinking about them getting that first, you know, artist of the year win at Mama and how hard they had worked together and how much they had to have played that tortoise and that hare over the years to achieve those awards and that yeah. success. Yeah. Yeah. So Yoongi, just talking about the first time that him and Namjoon met, mm-hmm. since they both came from the underground rap scene... Yoongi had seen some of Namjoon's work prior to joining Big Hit and the company. And he said that he was really fascinated once having met Namjoon and particularly fascinated with Namjoon's baseless confidence when they first met. <laughs> I love that that quote of just like baseless confidence. I love the adjective that the confidence itself was baseless. Like yeah. this man must have been so outlandishly confident <laughs> at that time that he just could not believe how overly confident he was. Yeah. 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 But Yoongi was not intimidated by it. Yeah, of you course know, Yoongi goes on to say that he felt like a little bit competitive with him that like if it comes down to him and Namjoon, Yungi's like, I'd win. Like, mm. he straight up said that. Like, I would win if it came down to it. Yeah. So there was Okay, kind of, I just have to say, though, the tortoise and the hare racing. Like, right? really, though? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was so easy for us to imagine that they were maybe pinned up against each other mm-hmm. because they both came from similar origins, similar backgrounds in the sense of, like, the hip-hop, rap scene. But when they ended up meeting, it was very fascinating to Yoongi and that like he had a lot of confidence. Namjoon had a lot of confidence, but it doesn't really feel like there was any competition that was going on. It right. ended up becoming a mutual um, collaboration right. between the two. Right. I like, think just like, naturally collaboration came, right. even though there could have been this, this tension of like, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. I have better rap skills than you. I can write lyrically more dense mm-hmm. uh, topics than you, but it just became. Instead of it being like a one upping, it became a like cohesive, like synergy between the two yeah, of them. Working relationship. Because it seems like Namjoon, with all of that confidence, he maybe wouldn't be intimidated by Yoongi. And Yoongi is self-assured enough like for him to immediately think, 
if I, if it came down to it, I'd win, yeah. you know, like clearly like he's not worried about losing in that situation either. So, you know, maybe it didn't turn nasty. It was just, you know, immediately from the get go, they really respected each it other was more, as artists. We should work together. Right. Which I think is very, very unique. You know, I feel that in that circumstance, it's so easy for them to get, especially when you're working towards being a part of a K-pop group. Right. It's it's cutthroat. Right. It's like the best, only the best can be in. And so everyone is your competition. Mm-hmm. But it seems like once they met, even though the Yoongi felt that sense of like, I, I could beat him out. Right. It didn't turn that way. It became more, hey, like we could really work together and be part of a team together. Right. I wonder how early on it was that they realized that they had common ground and like common interest for like lyrics that they wanted to write or just common interest in the types of music that they wanted to make because that might have been like a huge moment for them to realize, hey, we could really do this. Hey, yeah, we have similar thought processes and similar opinions on on life right because it really it seems like they do yeah so something that I like to think about when envisioning their them as producers together and lyricists writing together um is from in the soup Two. you know how Yoongi had like that trailer that basically became his studio Mm -hmm. there's that one rainy morning where Namjoon chaotically runs out in his sandals (laughs) through the rain and then like in the rain him and Yoongi sit out underneath the awning of the trailer and they turn their mic packs off and they're talking about their upcoming album and the songs that they're planning and working on and just really discussing but just in their own little world like not only are their microphones turned off but like the rain is coming down them almost like just having such a private moment even though all these cameras are on them and you know every army watching is interested to know what they're talking about Um, and it just was so great to see them collaborate in that way like they're just talking through it out loud together clearly being each other's core confidant in the music that they're making Um, so whenever I think about how they work together that's always what I have in mind yeah yeah I love that moment in particular because you do get to see that they turn the mics off because we can't hear about what's being said about their upcoming album. But you hear Yoongi say, hey, I have this beat. I want you to hear it. And you just see the two listening and smiling and commenting back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I just imagine this is a very rare glimpse that we get into the production and songwriting side that goes on between these two. And we know that with BTS's discography from the very beginning, it has been these two. Exactly. Um, Obviously we have P-Dog, Slow Rabbit, Supreme Boy, Hit Me and Bang, Bang, Mm -hmm. all helping them. Right. But it really comes down to when it's the BTS members from beginning to current day, it has strongly been Namjoon and Yoongi. Mm-hmm. Both in production and lyrics. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, this is my own personal opinion because we've only gotten so much of the two. Uh, I feel like this in the soup was a very rare moment where we get to see them actually working together. Mm-hmm. But I feel that when it comes down to it, Yoongi is such a heavy production side. Mm-hmm. Yoongi has the producer mind. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I think Autumn Leaves. I think some of right. be- some of their best BTS songs where it's really the production side that we hear Yoongi coming through. Mm-hmm. But then I see Namjoon as such the lyricist. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that they 
they, they don't, don't do both. Because Yoongi definitely has amazing lyrics too. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. We see that with D2, D1. For I mean, sure. he can write his own lyrics for sure. And then we hear Mono right. and, you know, Rat Monster and the first. And we know he with, can produce too. We know that he can produce as right. well. So. But I just really see that producer side of mm-hmm. BTS coming from Yoongi mm-hmm. and the lyricist coming from Namjoon. Yeah. We hear like Namjoon, all of the demos. Right, and talking, all of his demos. Writing singularity and mm-hmm. serendipity for the other members and just really talking about the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And you hear him sing the demos mm-hmm. where he has the melody right. and the lyrics already written. I always think of his Love Yourself Hervey live because that yes. one was so in-depth where... If he were responsible for like a lot of that production, then he would have been talking about the production side of it. But instead, he was bringing up Yoongi. He was bringing up P-Dog. And, you know, but then, of course, he's talking about the lyrics. This is what I was thinking with the lyrics. This is what I was intending. This was the melody I was interested in going with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, them, him recording that demo for the other members to listen and to learn the song in that way. Absolutely. I mean, I think I'm totally on board with you. I think there's so much evidence pointing towards Yoongi being like that main producer, producer role and Namjoon being that main lyricist role. And I think they both do some of They each. dabble in each. They dabble right. in each. But I think that that's like their main strength and where they play together so well because that's such an amazing coupling. Right. And... For me, just being a Beatles fan, yeah, I can't help but to see the parallels with like the Lennon-McCartney dynamic. Mm-hmm. But this isn't really uncommon in the music world and mm-hmm. how musicians work well with one another. Mm-hmm. It always, to me, seems to be a dual companionship right. where it's like there are two people specifically involved in the lyrics and songwriting and the production. Mm-hmm. I really think about Lennon McCartney. Mm-hmm. When I think Lennon McCartney and go to BTS, I go to Yoongi and Namjoon. 100%. I just think about how there's like the chain smokers right. or uh, Simon and Garfunkel mm-hmm. or thinking even about just... Um, like Billie Eilish and Phineas. Yeah. Right. For sure. Elton John and his main songwriter, right. you know, like I, there always seems to be a combo Two right. people involved. And that for me in BTS is Yugi and Namjoon. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that they have that dynamic. And like, I think that's why they're able to work together so well and kind of marry those similar life philosophies that they have between their production and their lyrics because they have enough of those things in common that they can make sure that their production aligns with the lyrics that they want to go with and they can really get the intricacies in there where it's like wow that really feels into the feeling that I was going for right there which really gets into our next topic of just how these two have very similar life philosophies Mm -hmm. I think this is why they work so well with lyrics you mean you hear Namjoon come with his rap verse and Yugi can so quickly add on you know his own thoughts but still touching on similar themes Mm -hmm. so we see that these two really have similar interests in psychology sociology history and social injustices Mm -hmm. all of the love yourself themes we really see so much that Yoongi and Namjoon have in common right even with the map of the soul I really think of the map of the soul series with like the ego persona microcosmos they both had a lot of learning and they both had read so much about like the Jungian mm-hmm. psychology themes and ideologies. We know that Namjoon had done a lot of that, but in a lot of their V lives and with like, 
Yoongi's radio show that Sugar he FM. did. Yeah. Yes, Sugar FM. Yeah. He talked a lot about like reading Jungian right. books and writings. And so you see that these two just had a lot to talk about. Like they they had similar interest in it right. and then were able to build full concepts around it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that like even in the, the love yourself themes, like they both have talked in various interviews or like in their own individual mixtape lyrics about that concept, you know, and in different ways. And then we see it come together as the love yourself, her tear and answer series where mm-hmm. we're, we're really exploring that full topic. And I can't help but to think that's from their minds. Um, you know that they're talking about it with each other too. Exactly. And they're yeah. talking about how hard it is and all of the different ways that they don't love themselves and how they can try to triumph that together or, mm-hmm. you know, through their lyrics and yeah, totally. And like, not to, not to bring the focus to us, but I just think about like us as podcasters too. When we talk about BTS's lyrics, I have my own interpretation of it, but to hear your perspective gains so much more light and right. helps me understand it better right. or have understand different meanings of it Mm -hmm. and that it's not that I disagree with it it's just I wasn't brought to light to it right until you had questioned it or had said one thing that sparked another idea for me but we respect each other so much that when the other one of us shares an idea like that it's just a different perspective and and we feel like wow I am so glad that you shared that that I would have never thought of that right but it makes so much sense Yeah. yeah and I feel that happens with these two it has to be their experience i feel like they have enough common ground in their history but enough differences in their lives also that they're able to have those slightly differing perspectives while having that middle ground yeah yeah for sure um so like oh man even talking about their social injustice that they both care about and both talk about uh, this is highlighted in works from the beginning of their discography to current day but like Bapse, No More Dream, right? No, Am I Wrong? Like so many more songs on top of that, but those are like even further back and that's straight up Namjoon and Yoongi. Yeah. Like what they want to talk about, what they feel like is wrong and they want to address it. Um, you know, I feel like these songs are the fabric of BTS's discography and the themes important to Namgi are woven into their music here from the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like, especially with No More Dream and No, like they really are talking about those major injustices. And it Mm -hmm. takes me back to that interview of like how they both came from the underground rap scene where they were talking a lot about specifically these injustices. And um, it's just fascinating and just admirable to see that they were able to work so closely together and speak proudly about these very difficult topics as a k-pop group right you know that like really hadn't been done before no it, it really hadn't and when they were doing that that was what was also groundbreaking is that they were still sticking to what they wanted to talk about and writing those lyrics and addressing those important topics because they were being authentic and yeah. thank goodness that bang pd and big hit you know allowed them that freedom back then and really trusted that it was going to work because they saw value in that. Right. That's what makes that's what makes BTS so successful. And what Bang, what I think Hitman Bang did right was mm-hmm. that like I need my artists to be able to talk about what they want to talk about. Right. I need to allow that for them. Right. It's not about the image. It's not about you know the visuals, the perfect dancing, the perfect vocals and rap. Mm-hmm. I I need to make sure that my artists are speaking true to 
their personal experience. Right. I think he really has empowered his artists to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely cares about those other things, but like right. I think at the <laughs> forefront, at the foundation, what we always felt like as fans, seeing them come up and grow over the years, you know, those special little meetings that you would ha- have with the members before a big important something, it really came across that at the core he cared about them as artists them as individuals and wanted to make sure that they were being taken care of and heard. Um, and so I think that that environment allowed, you know, Namgi to really flourish in their, in their artistry here. I think that's what made them agree to the K-pop life. I think so too. Was like, okay, I'm on board with the singing and dancing. If I get to talk about what I want to talk about exactly. in the music. Oh, what an incredible partnership there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that their collaboration for the song Strange on D2, we had Yoongi have Namjoon on as a feature for the song Strange. Mm-hmm. And that song really highlights their mutual questioning of the world and the confusion around its many societal contradictions. Mm-hmm. And what is so brilliant about this song and unique about the song is that you hear Yoongi talking about what he finds so obscure or just like confusing about the world is this kind of like fog that's in front of everyone in front of them. And I feel that all of us see that to an extent, but it's not every day that you find someone where you can talk about that with and have them really understand what you're talking about. But Namjoon gets it. Right. And it just makes sense to me that Yoongi's like, who else do I talk about this with mm-hmm. but Namjoon? Yeah. Kim Namjoon is the only person I know could like really speak to this and right. understand what I'm talking about. Right. And I love that they get to share their different verses where they're, I mean, it's a perfect, it's a perfect showcase of like, we both see this and I can write my own verse and how I perceive it. And mm-hmm. Namjoon can write his own verse and how he perceives mm-hmm. it. But we both are talking about the same thing, right. you know, and we both understand yes. where one another is coming from. And isn't it strange? Like, to, Kayla, it's my favorite song. Yes, on D2. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, I think I continue to mention it in every episode. Like, I'm like, I like Strange a lot. Like, it's one of my faves. But right. I, I really do feel that it is my favorite off of D2. Right. And you just see, like, it's like you get to step into a conversation between the two. 100%. Where they're literally just talking to one another about, hey, have you observed this? Yeah, I've seen it too. Like, this is my perspective. This is my perspective. Right. I get it. Right. I see it. And you just get to hear them talk about it in this song. And I just think it's such a blessing. Yeah. I love Strange. Not only do we all get to, we all have had an experience of this or ob- observed this or thought about this at one point in time. But to just hear these two in depth talk about it and collaborate on a song together. I think you're so right that this is just, uh, you know, them having a conversation. Like this song is a representation of how their conversation on a topic like this or any topic adjacent to this would play out. Because it's Yoongi's masterful first verse as if he's coming there to Namjoon to like, just get his opinion. See how he like, thinks about it. Like, have you seen it. this too? Right. Right. And then Namjoon, at the beginning of his verse, the second verse, he like, I mean, in the verse, I think he even shares some of the same lyrics from Yoongi's verse. 
but it's like he's validating he is understanding he's seeing it from that perspective and then for the rest of Namjoon's verse he continues to postulate on that and just think about it in his own way and they and you know share yeah this is what I've thought about you know mm-hmm. I just what, I can what can Im- we make of it right and I can imagine that this is how so many of their conversations have gone play out right. play out and that's how we've gotten this these incredible songs for them over all of the years. They're such thought-provoking songs, yeah. really. And it just shows like they have very similar philosophies in life. Yeah. Like they see the same, you know, they obviously have different perspectives, but like the overarching theme between the two is like they get it. They understand one another and it's just something that they can both really connect on that yeah. they feel like that's those are conversations you can't have just with any acquaintance you know no no way um I just think the perfect word is coming up right now which is the respect that they have for each other mm-hmm. I think they have such profound mutual respect that they're they trust each other so much and they can have these types of conversations let's talk about respect we can't not talk about respect on a namgi episode so respect is a song that really allowed them to find the middle ground between serious and funny they kind of broke the concept of the big egos on the rest of that album um you know with the other songs by showing mutual respect for each other in a playful way and similar to strange in this song they're both questioning what respect is, why it should be given, when it should be given, how it should be given, who deserves it, and both kind of sharing not only just their questions on it, but their opinions on it at the same time. Um, But one thing that's clear throughout this song and the performance is that they have mad respect for each other. Each other, absolutely. Yeah. What I love about this too is that the song itself only took them, they said, like 20 to 30 minutes to write, um, which is insane. That I mean, it just blows my mind that you could put down a piece of work in that amount of time and be like, we're done with it. It's perfect. It's just amazing, like the workplace chemistry that they have to be able to get that song down in that amount of time right um but it's also i think a testament to how well they know the topic and how much they respect each other to be able to do that in 30 Mm -hmm. minutes tops Mm -hmm. um also they commented on the great chemistry that they had while on stage performing together. I think it's clear to see in the actual performance. You can see how much of a blast they're having. Yoongi gets a big smile across his face towards the end. Right. And then by that time, Namjoon can't hold his either. And once, you know, sleeks, slips out, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then Namjoon actually said that it was almost like performing Cypher Part 1 in 2013 together. Which he was just saying wow. it was just super nostalgic and happy and free i absolutely love respect i think it is so interesting that they could have so gone with the super serious what is respect mm-hmm. perspective that they the strange version of it the strange version of it right. but that they wanted to have fun with it right even though they're having fun with it they're asking such a major question what is respect and they're asking all of us you shouldn't just respect out of pure mm-hmm obligation or what it's expected of you that you should always question who you are respecting and why you are respecting them and it it's just wonderful because like you were saying earlier 
throughout the song, all you really sense is the respect for one another. Right. Like they have earned and gained respect with each other through working together and, you know, just, they yell it in the song at each other. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's just, even though they're being lighthearted and goofy, like I just think about the performance where they're like sidestepping, uh-huh. dancing, Yoongi, gummy smiles, right. you know, Namjoon being a goofball. Literally. Seeing that they're having such fun while also saying like, what is respect? Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't just respect anyone and anything just because it's expected of us yeah. or it's built into culture yeah. or whatever. I love Namgi emboldening us to have a question, like a healthy questioning of authority. Right. I, I really believe in that, to be honest. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, Namgi, as our producers and songwriters, like, I think we always knew the large role that they both played, but really going into uh, this Namgi research, I think we really understood fully for the first time just how much their songwriter producer dynamic probably carries through their entire like work life together right um and how they've built bts's discography together in that way um i didn't think we quite thought so much about one having a main role over the other but it seems so much like that you know now in hindsight yeah yeah it's such a synergistic relationship between Mm -hmm. the two that they really have countered each other in every way, at yeah. every turn yeah. in the BTS's career. I yeah. mean, from beginning to current day, but you really, because of their history, see it so much at the mm-hmm. start. But even when you look at Respect in D2, which, I mean, we're talking 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, it continues on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just had such a shock moment thinking about them at the Festa dinner. Sorry, this is just so out of left field. Yeah, but I'm just I love it. about... <laughs> They're, they're like yin and yang, like, yeah. and the way that they work together and the way that they balance, like they just balance each other so well. Thinking about Namjoon on one end of the table, like so burnt out, lost, Yoongi on the other end of the table, like ready to work hard Gun and how. self-assured and you know how in any moment either one of them could be on that spectrum that scale and I think that the other person would be that support system for them and getting them through. So absolutely. I that Festa video. Yeah. Just seeing them both at like what I would call the heads of the table. Yeah, for sure. The heads of the table. The heads Nam, of the table Namgi at the heads of the table. Each other. It felt like all of that conversation was heavily Namjoon and Yoongi. Yeah. Of course the other members talked, but it looked like Namgi were just staring at each other right. the entire time. Right. You know? That's from my perspective, but it really felt like those two had the most to say mm-hmm. and what they had to say was so specifically valuable in right. terms of this hiatus right. and this break that they were going on. And who else to be at the heads of the table besides the main producer songwriter? Like really, really though. On, I mean, right. it all seems, I think so... all of army can really see the yeah. impact of, and the importance of Min Yoongi and Kim Namjoon of yes. this group. Yes. Oh, thank goodness for Namgi. Namgi. So we're going to talk about, I know we just talked forever about how amazing they are as a duo in mm-hmm. their work life, but we are going to talk about a couple of their flirty moments that we found and some amazing friendship moments as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the, I guess you could say a little bit flirty, like how does he know this? Um, <laughs> so there was this, um, oh gosh, I, oh, I forget what the video was. It was like at the end of one of their like, 
vacation and they are sitting around a campfire. Yeah. Um, but they're giving each other gifts and Namjoon, I, he was so proud of this gift. He had such a big smile on his face. He said he had to order it from overseas. He knew exactly what it was. He, he was, saw it and knew who it was for. Exactly. And he got Yoongi a gift of underwear. And it was, it was Yoongi's exact, like, preferred brand and size. And, like, Yoongi, like, even, like, was, like, he didn't show the camera, but he's, like, stretching out the band of his underwear, showing the members being, like, it's literally the ones I'm wearing right now. Right. Uh, so I just, I love that Namjoon knows what underwear Yoongi wears. They were the same size. The same size. Yeah, they were the same size. Ugh. And Namjoon knows Yoongi well enough that he's like, yeah, this is his underwear. This is his brand. I'm going like, to get this I mean, for him. I mean, you know your friend's underwear size and like right. preference. Like, We've been friends for so, okay, not 12 years, but so long. And I don't, I don't, would never think about gifting your underwear. I truthfully Even as a would joke. never gift you underwear. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to begin. That'd like be Fruit so of the Loom? Like, what, like, <laughs> what underwear do you wear? I would not know. <laughs> I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> we just don't have to make it public, but ju- I feel like we should know this about each other now. But that just shows how close these two are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something that I really think of that is such a Namgi married moment mm-hmm. is during the 2022 Festa, where Yoongi, he's just listing off all of his schedules and all of his activities. Like He's like, I've got Pilates on this day, I've got this on that day. And RM just chimes in and reminds Yoongi, oh, yeah, you have a dentist appointment the next day. And Yoongi just looks at him like, how do you know that? Oh like, my how God. do you know that I have a dentist appointment? <laughs> right. Like, it sounds to me like me reminding Corey, like, hey, don't forget you have this tomorrow or whatever. Like, it's only married shit. Right. But it is just so humorous to me <laughs> that as Yoongi is listing all of his activities, Namjoon's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, and don't forget about your dentist appointment, <laughs> you know? Like, you have that tomorrow. And Yoongi is just, like, so dumbfounded, like, how oh, did you know? Right. <laughs> and also, like, he maybe would have forgotten. He may, yeah, like, he needed that reminder. Like, right. of his list of things, he forgot to list that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, just talking about flirty moments between these two, it's hard for us personally to see the true, like, flirty like these two could be involved kind of relationship right. but what I would say is that when you see Yoongi being the adorable men Yoongi that he can be mm-hmm. like you know like little cat little meow meow. Yoongi, little meow meow mm. little gummy smile mm. like super soft yeah Namjoon fucking loves that <laughs> like he loves that shit he fully dives into it yeah. you know when he sees i really think of like the run episode where they're like at the water park and stuff and they have to put the helmets on yes and he's got like his little chubby cheeks all pushed oh up because gosh. of the foam of the helmet namjoon cannot get enough namjoon cannot control himself he's just like you are so cute he's all over I his just cheeks want to pinch you like mm-hmm. he just is like all over yoongi mm, <laughs> and he thinks yoongi is so adorable but at the same time Namjoon being like the goofy dork goober that he can be at times. Yoongi is like head over heels thinks he's the most hilarious creature on this planet. Like he just thinks he is so funny. He will fully be consumed by any joke that Namjoon has to tell. It's just like admirable these two like Yoongi being so cute and Namjoon being so funny. Like Uh both of them really 
give into one another on that level. For sure. I love when that happens too. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that I really think of like flirtatious moments, if you really want to look into it, during the respect performance that they did for Map of the Soul, Namjoon gets on one knee. Not twice. Once. Not once, but twice. Right. He gets on one knee in front of Yoongi, looking up at him like, respect. Like, <laughs> what is it, you know? And everyone is, like, all of ARMY's like, Namjoon is getting on one knee for Yoongi. Like, Min Yoongi, marry me. Right. <laughs> Namjoon feels the way we feel. Right. He gets it. He knows. Yeah. Yeah, I love that moment. Another really cute flirtatious moment between the two is during, like, the Baskin-Robbins commercials and just that whole brand ambassadors that they had done for Baskin Robbins. Mm -hmm. There's a behind the scenes where we see Namjoon leaning over very closely to Yoongi and he's like trying to lick his ice cream but Yoongi is so flustered he's like (laughs) he like cannot handle Namjoon getting that close to his face he kind of looks at him seriously like like Hajima like back (laughs) off and Namjoon is like not backing off the slightest no, not and you can't help but to like cower and just like embarrassment and also like completely smitten like he looks yeah. smitten by it yeah flustered for sure flustered absolutely. yeah i just love that it's namjoon like advancing like this like On being Yoongi. persistent right yeah. because the one thing that i would say especially with how cute namjoon always comments that yoongi is i feel like namjoon could totally simp for yoongi like true if he wanted to he could be like damn in yoongi i mean couldn't we all but, but it really looks like namjoon coming onto yoongi yeah know? for sure and sure. Yoongi looks really taken aback. Yeah. He's like, he's like, how'd you mom? What's going like, on what here? are you doing right now? Right. Yeah. So one of like, I would say my absolute favorite of what you could call is like a little flirtiness would be, it was during a run episode, I think. And Namjoon and Yoongi are reenacting a K-drama and in this, like they're reenacting a kiss from a K-drama, but instead of kissing, what Yoongi has is a Pocky stick in his mouth that he like is sticking out of his mouth and Namjoon has to like bite it off. Yeah. But like he doesn't do it from far. Like he gets real close before he takes a bite. Yeah. So like I mean it's almost like and kiss. It's like, like just Lady just, in the Tramp. I mean literally. But yeah. there's like two centimeters of distance between their mouths here. And uh I feel like if there's anything that's like, woo, Namgi, like right. that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were able to get that close to each other's mouths without like cowering away. Yeah. I mean they both seemed really into it. They they kind of did. They kind of did. <laughs> okay (laughs) well let's go ahead and get into friendship moments i mean we love the flirtatious moments but like us personally we just don't see it although we both agree that it's a really hot ship like if they were a thing as a combo for sure like i would read some namgi fanfic the fanfics yeah were there but irl i'm not seeing it No, no but their friendship is immense yes there's no question that their friendship runs deep even in their early days they were close and very comfortable with one another we go back to February 17th of 2013, where Namjoon crashed Yoongi's very first YouTube vlog. And it is so funny because it's Yoongi's first vlog. He's trying to make a good impression. He's taking it very seriously. But you see Namjoon in the background just like freestyle rapping. He's distracting him. He's smiling and having fun. They're also like working on a song together at the same time. But it's just so funny to see Yoongi being like, 
this is my first vlog, like fuck off pretty much. <laughs> and Namjoon is being the most chaotic right. self that he can be. Right. And what I think is so funny and also just loving about this vlog that you see is like, there may have been a lot of pressure for Yoongi to be doing his first vlog. Like maybe he was a little nervous, but Namjoon being back there being such a dork, like it's like, you can't be doing anything any more embarrassing than what I'm doing right now. You know, right. like it kind of takes that pressure off. And totally. I just feel like, like, I just see so much support on both sides. Mm. But what's so funny is shortly after this, Namjoon does his own log and Yoongi is in the background making sure he is being the loudest, most chaotic and obnoxious self. Right. He's got like an acoustic guitar with him. Mm. He's just like chaotically strumming this guitar in the background, <laughs> distracting Namjoon from his vlog. Yeah. So like you just see this, this comfort that mm. they both bring for each other, but also like the just friendship yeah. that they have. Yeah. And that they they can both be crashing each other's vlogs even from day one right. of their debut. They're that comfortable to crash each other's vlogs. But I also just love that perspective that they do. You know, they're like, let me be the one who's getting embarrassed here because the BTS have talked a lot about how like a little bit awkward like going live can be, especially mm -hmm. when you're alone. Any like awkward silence right. or like not knowing quite what to say, right. you really what feel to respond it. to. Mm -hmm. And seeing Namjoon be just like absolutely n complete nonsense in the background right. really took that pressure off of right. Yugi. And Yugi like Yugi's like, I can't be any more embarrassing than what's happening behind me right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's so smart. And I feel like Yoongi was just able to just smile through it and just yeah. kind of like get through it and be like, okay, got to turn this off and keep this short because this chaos in the background. Yeah, while also yeah. showing the genuine friendship and chemistry between yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love which that is so, as a friendship. Which is so loving as a fan. You're like, you really see that and you're like, wow, I... What great friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't help but to see that they just enjoy each other's company. Yeah, for sure. So I want to talk about Run BTS episode 38. And oftentimes ARMY online will be like, you know, this is like Jungkook and Young sharing one brain cell, right? But <laughs> yeah. in this episode of Run, uh, we get to see Namgi share one body because they play a variety of games, but one of them is this one called One Body. And in this game, pairs of members are given different clues and they have to make the same action acting as one body. Of course, Namgi are on the same team for this. So they're told to portray a bunch of different things. They list off, I think, like each team has like seven or ten different things um but one of the things that they're told the first thing is bts and they both instantly go into the bangtan gun pose yes uh they're both told to portray winter and they both you know grab their shoulders and start shivering mm -hmm. um they're both told to portray rm and they both immediately stand there like <laughs> arms crossed and jut their chin out with like a <laughs> closed mouth smile which i also caught i just have to say uh jimin was also doing that from the side was he yeah, yeah. cracked me up um and then they even both get chicken where they're told chicken and they both, it took me a minute to feel like, what are they doing for this? Cause I think chicken, I think I would start to act like a chicken. They held up, like acted like they were holding up a drumstick to their mouths, mm. even using the same hand and like the same grip on like this imaginary drumstick. Um, and I think the most iconic moment from this is when they're told I need you. And they both instantly go into that over the head, like hand clapping, hand I spread apart. I need you. 
when yeah, yeah that moment <laughs> yeah. and they both just instantly do it yes. like no thoughts just bum bum um it's iconic simultaneous yeah um they end up doing a few more and they're just matching up with each other instantly and the members from the sidelines are like reacting with astonishment like they they're like surely they're not gonna get another one unbelievable you yeah. know right just like the members from the sideline talking about how in sync they are um and then at the end after they kind of finished up and of course they got all of them right yoongi said that him and namjoon are soulmates no. and which i was like no so cute because we always think about v-men being soulmates but i just love that yoongi kind of like snuck that in there and he said like they've been living together for so long like they ought to be able to act as one body um, so I just love, he's like, we know each other so well. We're soulmates by now. Truthfully, like if I think about V-Men being soulmates, if there's anyone else in the group who are soulmates, Namjoon and Yoongi. Who understand each other on that level. Yeah, for Nam-gi. sure. Namgi. Namgi. Yeah. Yeah. So another really memorable moment between these two is during the Radio Disney interview from 2019, where they were responding to a question of when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? And after letting everyone else answer before him, Namjoon said, me? Well, I wanted to be a dad. And he says it with this like big chinning smile. Oh, and cute. It's just so memorable. Every army knows this moment. Right. And Yoongi quietly turns to him and says, you can. You can. You can. Oh. And, of course, Namjoon's like, yeah, maybe someday, someday, right? But it's such a cute moment of instant and kind support from Yoongi to Namjoon. Like, Namjoon, to me, probably shares his concerns a lot with Yoongi about all of his responsibilities and that he's probably specifically worried about him having... Uh, the time to be able to be a dad. We talk about Namjoon struggling with his personas, his many roles mm-hmm. in life, and then to add another role of father. And you know that Namjoon's not going to take that lightly, of the role not. of a father. Right. So, you know, I'm sure to him it's like, well, I used to dream about being a dad. And, like, to him it might be inconceivable with who he is now and the role he has now. And for Yoongi to be right next to him, like, you can like right. you can be a dad right. like you absolutely can and namjoon just feeling like it's just something that couldn't happen but laughing and being like maybe someday yeah 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 i just i love that that instant support for sure mm-hmm. So another moment I want to talk about is it's not from a run episode, but it's branching off of a run episode. It's a punishment from run episode 153, where in that episode, Yoongi lost a singing contest. So as a punishment, he had to go walk on Seoul Sky, which is an attraction at the top of Lottie World Tower, which is the tallest building in Korea. So he got to choose a member to go on the punishment with him. And who else? But Namjoon was his choice. (laughs) Um, And so they had to cross the sky bridge. And their last thing they had to do was make sure that they did that they did the permission to dance challenge while standing on it. So I just wanted to say to give you a little perspective, the sky bridge is 541 meters in the air or 1745 feet high. That is really high up. Yeah, real high. 1700 feet in the air. Yeah. Nah, I'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 
In addition, as a trust exercise, part of the challenge, the instructor, the guide who was up there telling them what to do, um, made Namjoon lead Yoongi, who was holding onto his shoulders with his eyes closed. He made it Namjoon lead Yoongi over the gaps in the walkway. There was like oh. five or so just open gaps where the bridge was just a hole, and he had to like tell, like Namjoon had to coach Yoongi into stepping over them. It's like a trust exercise. Oh, yeah. And if you don't you're gonna fall through this 541 meters you know Ow! hole they were strapped in but you know um you would definitely fall a little bit before you know like the cable caught you or You'd something feel it, right? you would feel it it'd be scary um so namjoon really had to communicate and reassure yungi but they made it they made it um and then they got to actually sit down on the middle of the bridge together and they got to overlook and soak in the view of seoul there which is like it's the highest view that you can look at of seoul um and so this this view is beautiful because it's right over like i believe that's the han river right there and you can see you know the two sides of seoul kind of on either side of it and so it's just such an incredible Gosh, view this is such a precious moment for these I two know. they kind of sit there and they like dangle their legs off the edge of the bridge and they're just holding on to the cables that are you know in front of them for support so this is very cute that they're doing that together uh -huh. um and then while sitting there on the bridge yungi says perhaps it's a good thing that i came no oh, no so cute like he's just grateful to have this view, have this moment and this experience with Namjoon. Um, and then they another thing they had to do was yell out off the bridge what they wanted to say to the other member. So Namjoon, he kind of was jokingly with his one. He said, why didn't you bring J-Hope? Because he thought it would have been hilarious to see J-Hope scared out of his mind. Yeah. Um, but then Yoongi, of course, yelling second, he said, I appreciate your hard work as leader, which was also like, like way too cute yeah. way too precious and i do think that yoongi really does appreciate namjoon's role that he's taken as the leader even though they've both been there from the beginning the first two members it was namjoon who stepped into that role and i think yoongi has always you know appreciated him for that and admired him for it yeah. for sure and as precious as a moment for them as this is this is a common theme that Yoongi has brought to us about Namjoon. When he talks about Namjoon, he's always talking so much about how he genuinely respects Namjoon as a leader. Um, you hear him say from like the respect, the behind the scenes for respect, Yoongi said, as a leader, he has to bring a grand unification between everyone. Bringing different people together is Namjoon's strength. And you see that Yoongi really respects this and really honors this as, as something that not everyone can do, but something that Namjoon's particular strengths can really bring to the table for the group. And he mentions that Namjoon not only is a genuine leader, but like during Island, he mentioned like the endless list of responsibilities that a leader has and that with all these respons responsibilities does not come much reward. And you just see that like Yoongi understands that he's not the leader of the group, but you can see that he has so much trust in Namjoon, so much love and just appreciation for the sacrifices that Namjoon does mm -hmm. for the group. And um, I think because of that, he really 
believes in and has put himself in a position where he can support Namjoon as the leader. Yeah. You know, I think he like because he trusts him so much and because he has such admiration for the the role that he's but taken on. Empathy too. Right. The empathy of like, yeah, man, it must suck. It must suck. You have all these responsibilities and really not much reward in return. Mm-hmm. So really like who would want to be the leader if right. that's the case? Right. Um, it's all this additional stress without any kind of payoff. Right. So yeah, I think that Yoongi provides any kind of support and comfort for Namjoon and any means that he can. Right. Cause he does have such empathy for that role. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a very insightful thing for him to say to the, the Islanders at the time too. Right. Because they're at that time trying to decide if they want to be able to eventually step into that role into this group that'll right. be formed. They don't know who the leader is yet, but right. they're putting, they're being put in pers- positions where it's like someone has to take the lead. That's right. just, Generally, when groups are working together, someone has to facilitate. Right. And it's confusing at that time when there isn't a clear leader, but someone is put into that position and then not knowing quite how to lead that it benefits all. Right. So, So, I mean, Yoongi is just saying here Namjoon really does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Overall thoughts about Namgi. What I appreciate and love most about Namgi is just the, the, the longevity of the friendship, the respect of the friendship, and just the, the depth of what they connect on mm-hmm. with lyrics and their hip-hop origin. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I think that like all of the moments that they've had over all of these years together, we could, we could have spent all this time talking about all of their different interactions and things that they've done and said, but where we really are fascinated is their partnership in how they work together, how they balance each other and like who they are as artists and not only being incredible friends to each other as humans, but being incredible companions in making music. Right. Um, and the, they've made such fantastic music together with real meaning and real themes and things that have really touched people's lives through putting their minds together. Yeah. The cohesion of their minds. The cohesion. Yeah. 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 It's it's very rare. Mm -hmm. I feel like. I think so too. I don't think that it's far-fetched for you to say it's like that Lennon McCartney style. I don't think it's far-fetched. I proudly say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common in the music industry to have, you know, not a solo artist, but a solo artist who has, a writer or a producer who just gets it, who just understands and can create music through the same artistic lens that you can. And these two have it. These two absolutely have that. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Such a blessing to be able to talk about Namgi this week. I love them so much. It gets me in my feels. Me too. As much as I love Taekook and V-Men and any kind of Hobie ship, Soap, Right. Fucking soap. I right. love them. There's something about Namgi that can't be topped. Special. So special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about continuing the rest of this conversation, especially about the Fact Music Awards on the Iconic Hangout? I'm down to do that. Because we're getting a little long here, and I've really loved and enjoyed talking about Namgi all of this time. And I know that Iconics are going to want to talk about Namgi more, and I don't want to 
take away from them at all by mentioning the Fact Music Awards at this point, although those were incredible and we should definitely talk about it. But I think we should do it at the Hangout. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. And it was it was a music award where, you know, we see Jen get an award, we see BTS get an award, and we love their speeches. But we can talk about it there. Yeah. Um, I think that this episode just needed Namgi. There was yeah. so much to say about the two. I think so, too. So, Iconics, we hope to see you at the Iconic Hangout. I think we'll be doing that probably next week. Mm-hmm. So, after this episode comes out the following Monday, if you're on our Patreon, $5 or more, you can join us uh, to continue this conversation about Namgi, but also to talk about BTS's wins at the Fact Music Awards this year. Hello. We love Namgi so much. Namgi putting out there in the world like thankfulness and gratefulness for who you are as people and the work that you've done together. And your friendship. Your friendship. And your support for each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we we are so thankful for our patrons on Patreon, our VIP iconics especially. Eileen, Michelle, Deja, Meg, Rachel, Robin, Emily, Madison, Holly, and Sophia. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and your support. Yes, thank um, you. It means so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Write us a review. Uh, DM us. Post on our, you know, whatever. You know how to reach us at this point. You can find <laughs> links for that as well as the Star Legacy Foundation in the description. Thanks for listening. And thanks for standing BTS. BTS.